It would be horrible to dread going to your own youth ministry every single week because youth ministry is too hard sometimes to do with people you don't really want to be with because then it's lonely. Then who do you have? You're just a lone wolf and you're going to burn out. Are there things that are in your control that you can change that you can alter so that you come excited and you are your best self? Today, we're talking about five tips for creating a youth ministry that you'll love to lead. Welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast track the growth and health of your youth ministry. My name is Jeff Lascola, and this is Kristen Lascola, and today we are talking about tips for creating a youth ministry that you actually love because, you know, you're there too. So we want to build a place that you don't just tolerate, but a place that you really look forward to going. Mm -hmm. Because like so many of our tips on this podcast, we are trying to keep you in the youth ministry game for as long as possible. So obviously it can't be designed 100% about around all of your preferences. Um, But what it really can do is have your DNA in it. So it's a place where you feel at home. You're leading from a natural spot and you're looking forward to going. It would be horrible to dread (laughs) going to your own youth youth ministry every single week. And we can't control every factor, but there are some factors that we can control. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So number one, you should really look forward to seeing your team each week. These should be people that you enjoy being with. Mm. And here's the thing. Don't forget you're the gatekeeper of who is on your team and who is not. I think back in the day, a long, long time ago, when I first started youth ministry, I almost thought like I owed it to anyone who was Mm. interested for a shot on my team. And I just thought if I don't particularly like you or you rub me the wrong way or we don't have chemistry. I kind of just thought, well, that's my problem and it's a cross to bear and I shall. And I remember pulling up to the church a long, long time ago and there's certain cars I would see in the parking lot and I just was like, no. Was it my car? And its name was Jeff. (laughs) It's. (laughs) (laughs) And now I can't get rid of them. Yep. Stuck. (laughs) But really, like that feeling of dread, I just, oh, I never want to go back there. And I remember it was one of our senior pastors. I was complaining about one of my staff members and I was just saying, oh my gosh, this and this and this. And he's like, so let him go. I'm like, (laughs) I can't. Why not? It's your ministry. I'm like, you can't just like let a volunteer go because you don't like them. He goes, yeah, I can. You have to work with them. So pick people you like working with. And it was like so matter of fact, like, yeah, you can. You're in charge. (laughs) Moving on. Do whatever you want. (laughs) I was like, I have the power. Yeah. You know, because I really did think like, 
okay, you can help. Okay. I don't really think you're a good fit, but I'm too scared to tell you no. And a great strategy is just saying, Hey, I don't know if this is the best fit for you. Can I help you find another place to serve? We Mm. have a lot of needs at our church and I think you might be better suited for this, you know? So it's not like you're telling them, no, you're just saying, Hey, I think you might be a better fit here. And will a feeling get hurt? Maybe they'll be able to see through that. But I would not trade that for anything like the feeling of coming in and loving who's there. And now you see cars in the parking lot. You're like, heck yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. Let's (laughs) do this. Because then even on your hardest nights of youth ministry, at least you have your buddies, you know, and that's how I feel. But on the hardest nights of youth ministry, when it's like, Man, we had a lot of discipline issues. Man, this game didn't go well. Oh, no, we called an ambulance because some kid tried to do the whip and the nay off the stage. <laughs> True story. <laughs> had to call an ambulance. He didn't mean to fall off the stage. He whipped, <laughs> he nay-nayed, and he fell. And it was terrible. There's blood everywhere. On those nights, you want your friends around you. But when you look around and you really don't even have like a friend or a partner. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I don't have a friend. Isn't that Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah. Something like that. So it's close. You're, yeah. You're in you know the genre. <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> but you know that feeling of like, oh, at least we've got each other right. and a shoulder to cry on. And I remember one night I had a really awful night at youth ministry. I was feeling really sick. This was back when my heart was doing all kinds of weird things and I started freaking out. And one of my ride or die leaders, she just sat with me for like an hour and a half mm. and waited for my heart to come down. Like it was like all these palpitations and I was like freaking out and she just sat with me and made me laugh or was quiet when we need to be quiet. Like you just need people who love you, people who you love because youth ministry is too hard sometimes to do with people you don't really want to be with because then it's lonely. Then who do you have? You know, if the students are mean or giving you a hard time and then the leaders, you don't have any chemistry (laughs) with them. You're just a lone wolf and you're going to burn out, you know? So if you want to create a youth ministry, you love, put people you love on the team. I'm not saying they all have to be totally like, well, I just wouldn't see myself like going on vacation with them. Like it doesn't have to be those (laughs) kind of people, but people from all walks of life that you can genuinely love and see their car in the parking lot and be like, yes. Yeah. I can't wait to see. So you you mentioned guarding that gate, you know, and who you let onto your team is the same kind of strategy true for people that either you inherited because they were there before you. Right. Or maybe you thought, well, sure, this person seems fine. You let them on and it's just like, okay, this is obviously not a good fit. Is that same strategy the one you'd use? Yeah. Like if it's people you inherited, uh, that's tough. I I mean, you could try to, if they're not your cup of tea, you might have to just suck that one up and be like, well, we're going to have to play nice together. Mm. And, you know, it's never going to be 100%, but it could be the, here's what I found. If there's one or two that are not your favorite, as long as the other side outweighs Mm. that, it's usually okay. If there's one or two that are just like, oh, okay, we don't really click, whatever. If you've got your people though, they'll, 
that momentum will be enough for you. Yeah. I mean, that's how I've found it to be in my youth ministry of, I just need enough people I'm excited about. And sometimes that momentum will carry over and they'll kind of maybe pull that person into that same. Yeah, it can switch. Yeah. There's people who, when they come on, you're like, I've made a huge, (laughs) tiny mistake. Oh no. And then you, they could grow on you. Yeah. There's been people that I was like, all right, not quite sure. This is a rocky start. And they, Maybe a year later, it takes a while, they really surprise me of like, heck yeah, you have it in you. Mm. So anyways, number two, do events that you like or modify the event so that you will like it. I've done both. So I've tried a lot of events and I have my 12, one per year, or sorry, one per (laughs) month. (laughs) I do one. Takes a while to go through them. One event per year. That's all I do. (laughs) And I love it that way. That's why I love my youth ministry. I've whittled it down to my best 12. I do one a month each year, and then I modify those events so that I enjoy them. Again, it's not all about me. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, for example, I've mentioned this before, we would do an all-nighter. Maybe for you, that's a lock-in, but we would go out. We'd get on a bus, and we went from a pool to a bowling alley to an ice rink to laser tag to a trampoline, and all of a sudden, the sun came up, and then their parents picked them up. We never slept. We just kept going Mm -hmm. from event to event. I hated it, (laughs) and it honestly, those are the things that would make me think, I don't know if I'm meant for youth ministry because I will do anything not to have to do this again. And it's only one event a year, but it was loathsome enough that it would be, yeah, it's time to switch gears. I can't, I would dread it. So I changed it so that I can continue to do my job with a smile on my face. And it's called (laughs) the all overnighter. So I take them to three different locations. We get back to the church nice and late for junior hires around 1.30. We eat pizza and they're in bed by 2, 2 2.30. And it's still, you guys were out like wild people. Woo! You know, living it up. Sometimes you have to almost keep them from themselves because you think you want to stay up all night. And by the time it starts hitting that 3 a.m., you're, you're all like, asleep like, on the ice skating exactly. rink. Exactly. Why like, are we hey, here? Hey, we just went to, you know, the whatever miniature golf place and no yeah. one's playing it. You're all half asleep or asleep yes. on the side. It's like, so what's it the It was point? more the idea, like, right. look at us. We're so cool. We went out all night. So for me, just going back to the church and having some downtime, quiet time, pretending they're going to sleep. I went to sleep. You know, we separated boys and girls. I put in some white noise on my headphones and I said, if you need me, whatever happens, happens. (laughs) You can wake me up, but I am going, I'm not going to supervise you. I'm going to sleep. And, you know, we have security and we lock the doors and all that stuff. So they're perfectly safe, but I'm not going to pace the floor all night long looking and like, what are you doing? So that's how, I can continue to do this event with a smile on my face. Another modification I did was for our 30-hour famine. Our kids are really good at raising the money. Well, I'm running the event. So I tried to fast and I got a headache and Mm. I was grumpy and I was nauseous and I didn't want to talk to any junior hires. (laughs) So I just decided I'm coming and my 
contribution is I'm running this event. I'm not going to fast with you guys. You're raising the money for fasting. I am here to facilitate. So I would like to be in a good mood and I'm not (laughs) going to fast with you. Sounds kind of, oh, you're making them fast. Like, no, because they're raising the money. Like they have sponsors. And that's a really late night event too. Yes. That one, we usually go to bed around 2, 2.30. And I mean... I'm already sleeping on the floor in a kindergarten classroom (laughs) and have been going all night running around doing all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to eat. Right. And I'll cheer you on. I think I did the same thing. I think I did one year where I did the fast and then I thought the same thing. I thought I'm not, I'm not at my A game right now. And And I I need to be. Right. And so what does it take? And maybe for, I, I know the junior high pastor at one of our other campuses, every single year he fasts with the kids and he's a happy guy. He's happy while he does it. Food and sleep are two things I can't mess with. Same. <laughs> and so, I mean, fasting, I mean, that's for another conversation. I'm not saying it doesn't have any spirit. Right. This wasn't for spiritual, for my, it was like to be supportive. And so it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to fast, I'm going to do it in a more private setting right. for myself and the Lord, not try to fight the crankiness when I'm with 300 junior hires yeah. at this event. So things, little tweaks like that keep me going. It's like, oh, well, now I know I don't have to think about food the whole time and be cranky and all that. Mm. Or I don't have to wish I was in my bed and sleeping and that we weren't at an ice skating rink at 4 a.m. So I can keep the good parts of the event, not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but I stay happy. I stay in the game and I realize I can keep doing this. I just have to change a couple things so I'm not miserable. And I think that's okay. I don't know what those are for you, but make sure you modify the events that you do. Maybe you inherited events from another youth pastor, but modify them so that you can tolerate them. You are, as our senior pastor says, you're the most important person in in your youth ministry, like you are the hub of the vibe of the energy of the spirituality. You're, you know, it emanates from you. Mm. So you being healthy um, and happy and, and in sound mind and in sound mind. <laughs> yeah. Is, is a big deal. All right. Number three, teach what you are passionate about from the Bible. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm passionate about dachshunds. dachshunds. So there's German dachshunds. There's English dachshunds. Now here's the difference. There's smooth. There's cream. <laughs> there's wired. The word dachshund means badger hound in German. Like, okay, we all have things we want to teach about. But what I, a mistake I made early on was I love certain curriculums, but what I would do is I would follow them too closely and I would think, okay, well this week I have to talk about mm how to be a good friend. I'm not in the mood to teach about how to be a good friend. I want to teach about that, you know, and it was hard to teach something I didn't feel passionate about Mm -hmm. passionately. (laughs) And I was bored to death and I'm sure it made them bored because it wasn't coming from a speaker who had really grasped onto this material and could communicate it in a way that came from my heart Mm -hmm. and my mind and experience. It was just something that was a good topic, but just not resonating with me right then. So I've noticed I get really excited and it has to be on their level. So recently, I think I shared a couple episodes ago, we did an episode or um, a series um, called one minute after you die. It's Mm -hmm. from life church. So you can just go get it. It's for free on the internet 
uh, lifechurch.com.tv, can't remember, Church Resources, One Minute After You Die. It's an adult series that I modified for students, and it talks about heaven and hell and who goes where and the judgment and all of these very interesting topics. And I became a very good teacher because I was really excited to talk about it. Mm -hmm. They caught on to that passion. I think I told you that kid comes up after let's do revelation next. (laughs) Cause they're they're all, Whoa, angels, demons, judgment, antichrist. They're like all very interested in the difference between Hades and Sheol and paradise and old Testament versus new Testament. What did Jesus do when he died? And when he went and preached the gospel, Whoa, all this mind blowing stuff. That's like, this is exciting. And Mm. they could tell I was excited. And then I'm excited for my lesson and I'm excited to teach. I think you have to regularly make sure that you're really excited about what you're teaching. What is God teaching you? What topic is fascinating to you? What was the thing that changed your trajectory, you know, that you could be passionate about? Like, hey, you know, I doubted my faith and then God showed me this and show like you have to speak from experience. You have to speak from the heart and things that excite you. So don't feel like you're a slave to a curriculum that you've bought. If you look at a lesson and you're just like, that sounds boring. You know, maybe the person who wrote it, their voice is a lot more passionate when they wrote it, but you're just not like picking it up. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I don't know. I'm not feeling that same excitement. Find something you are excited about. Teach that. And I think that'll create an environment. Again, we never want to dread it. Like, Oh, I'm teaching this weekend and I don't want to talk about this. Right. Well then don't like, not that it's not a good topic, but there's a million biblically sound topics you can teach on that your students would benefit from. So pick one you like, Yeah. you don't have to like, I think if I had to sum up my mindset, it was just, I didn't really realize I had a choice. I thought just suffering through people, things and events you don't like was just like, (laughs) well, here we are. And I didn't realize, wait a minute until, until our senior pastor kind of said that he's like, you're the leader, Mm. you're the pastor. So do what you want, make it what you want, teach what you like. I just guess I didn't take the reins in my hand and really realize this is needs to be designed, not around me, but needs to be something I can lead, Mm -hmm. not what you can lead, what I can lead joyfully. So don't forget how much control you have over these elements. Okay. Number four, this is kind of like vague, but kind of like what vibe do you enjoy? So we used to have a high school pastor years ago and he was more of a mellow artsy Um, laid back, laid back. And that really translated into the way the high school ministry was run. Things were very artistic and dark and mellow and coffee shoppy. Not dark in a bad way. No, like you would go in and it was like candlelight and Mm. dim lamps and literally dark. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was just had a very chill feel. Yeah. Well, if I had to run that ministry, I would dread it because (laughs) I have ants in my pants and I want to dance. (laughs) Um, But you know, like there, that was just not a vibe I could lead. I couldn't run with. So what do you enjoy? So for me, those elements that make me like, yeah, I love it here. We always show funny videos every single week because I want to start with a laugh. I want everyone to be laughing. Mm -hmm. I want it to be fun. 
upbeat, really loud music. We have blown two speakers this year. <laughs> Not proud of that, but it happened. So we... <laughs> I blame it on the song. I It's probably the song. Not us. Um Overly competitive games are my jam where it's just obnoxiously competitive and emotions are high and people are just giving it their all yeah. and it's hype. Is that how just, you lost your voice now that I'm realizing it last night when you had your leaders all over and playing games? Could have been. <laughs> I haven't slept well the past like two nights. Mm, and I mm. think that was why actually, um, <laughs> dancing. We love to dance at our youth ministry, like any excuse for a dance party, good food. We always have something yummy, little treats and just being weird in general. <laughs> like it's just fun. Yeah. And everyone is on board with that vibe of this is going to be fun and energetic and competitive and weird and funny. And that is kind of my personality, I think, all. And so that makes sense that that would also be the personality of my youth ministry. And maybe that's a better word than vibe. What is the personality of your youth ministry? Because it could take on a lot of different forms. And if it's a mismatch, maybe you've inherited it, like I said, and the person before you was a total personality mismatch, or maybe you can pick up right where they left off, or maybe all you have to do is tweak a couple things. And you just need to feel like, like, you know, when you put on a rainbow shoe, Mm. those flip-flops they like mold to your feet right over not at time. first but yeah it takes a little yeah. while like when you come to your youth ministry it should almost feel like you're putting on your own rainbow sandal <laughs> of like this feels yeah. like it fits me perfectly not like okay so let me pretend to be really into exotic coffee right now because <laughs> that's what we the vibe we've created right. just be you and let yourself enjoy it because when the Someone said it, we had this Glover Nighter event and it was the first time we ever did it. And I was on stage and we were doing a just dance and I was like throwing out candy to all the kids. And the wife of one of my leaders said after the event, she said her husband came home from the Glover Nighter because he was there all night and said, when Kristen's having fun, it's going to be a good night. (laughs) And I was, I was having fun and it was a good night. Because if you are just watching and you're not participating because you're like, I don't know, this just doesn't feel like me. It's palatable. Mm -hmm. Like people, it's just not right. You have to be leading the charge of this is what we're doing. I'm totally bought in and bringing people along with you. You can't try on a shoe that's not yours mm. well you can try it on but it's you can't wear fit. it <laughs> you can't wear a shoe that's not yours all right and then number five and finally do things that are meaningful to you and that you enjoy like coming out of your gifts so i have my student leadership team i love teaching leadership mm. well that's not really a topic i'm going to teach on the weekends yeah. at church but i have my student leadership team i can teach them biblical godly leadership skills and we do these simulations and i love it and i try to teach them how to develop these so that they edify the body of Christ. Like you can use these gifts for the kingdom. And I love making that connection. I get fired up when I get to teach leadership to kids. Also service projects that are really meaningful to me. 
We partner with a Down syndrome facility and an autistic facility, and they bring their people and we do a whole dance for them and a catered meal and food uh, are, and games and prizes. And it's we do it twice a year and it's the two like funnest service projects I've mm. ever done. Some people might say, oh no, we want to partner with the military because that's really close to my heart. Do it. Yeah. Oh no, we want to reach out to low income places in our community. That's amazing. Do it. But you, what are you excited about? What serving opportunity are you excited about? And don't see it as a hierarchy. Oh, well, I enjoy this, but that's better. It's like, no, because I think we have to pay really close attention to the passions God has given mm. us because I think he wants us to ride those passions because he's like, you have the passion for it, meaning you're going to do it really well. This person has a passion for this, meaning they're going to do that really well. So if you listen to the passion and that to me feels like God's voice, because mm -hmm. it's just in you, where did it come from? You know, it's like, maybe it's life experience or things that have happened, but all of those things align for him to say, this is something I'm going to use you to do. And I need someone passionate, not someone begrudgingly. Yeah. Well, I guess we're going to go serve the homeless, you know, <laughs> find what you're excited about. You have to be the leader who's excited and joyful and enthusiastic. And if you find areas in your ministry, you know, all the things we've talked about, if you find areas in your ministry, you're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes it's work and it's hard. You have to turn in your credit card statement. But are there things that are in your control yeah. that you can change, that you can alter so that you come excited and you are your best self? Yeah, no, it makes total sense because kind of going back to the whole like gatekeeper of your volunteers, you're the gatekeeper of what you are and aren't going to do. And a lot yeah. of times you kind of hit on it before you said some of these events or things like that you might have inherited and it might be difficult. You might have to rip that bandaid off and be like, look, I'm, I'm just not an all let's just say, cause everyone hates lock-ins. I'm not a lock-in person. Mm -hmm. You'll go through probably a year where the students will moan and groan, or maybe a couple of weeks of that when they realize they're not doing it and then they get over it. And sure. if you can replace it with something that they love as much or better then they forget about it. And that yeah. just becomes, yeah. If you ever norm. take something away, put something in its place, right. you know, and Here's the thing too. There's enough parts of our job that we do not like that we cannot change. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if there's something within your power <laughs> and it doesn't matter and it just would make you happier and enjoy your job more, do it. Right. Because there's some things, well, I'm sorry, that's just part of your job and that's never going away. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can't be all, well, I just want my job to be all about what I want to do all the time. I'm saying the things within your control, just take ownership of that because of all the things that aren't. Yeah. Um, you mentioned in the earlier, the Glover Nighter, we did a whole episode on that. So if you want to check that out, it might be something that maybe you can take away a really lame or event you don't like and add that one in, but we'll link that in the description below. And right now we're going to do- I would say that's like our most popular one Yeah, that people request. It's um, fun and easy. A yes, that is fun and easy. I forgot yes. what I was going to say. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, question of the day. So we want you guys to put your answers in the comments if you're on YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast player, 
go over to YouTube and just leave a comment. Really interesting to hear these. So mm. this is, <laughs> what is the strangest purchase you have ever made uh, in the name of youth ministry? In the name of youth <laughs> ministry. No. No, nope, you're over two. Couldn't do it. Uh, it's my voice. Normally, I'm a really <laughs> <Yeah>. good singer. <laughs> okay, so I ordered a rat snout. It's like you put it on like a beak. Fake, right? Yeah. No, a, a real genuine rat You can find snout. anything on eBay. And I made a kid eat it for an icebreaker. <laughs> so it was this rubber rat snout. And, you know, you put it on like band. a beak and then you put it around. And we filmed a video. It was a reenactment. So we had this event called like the, what was it called? Maybe it was back when Vine was a thing, like the... Oh, Instagrammies. Yeah, the Instagrammies or the Vine Grammies, like where you would film a short video and you would show it and then you give awards based on categories. Anyways, so when we were at our whitewater rafting trip over the summer, this girl, a rat jumped on her (laughs) (laughs) and And she fought the rat. (laughs) Like she fought like. Four rounds. Yeah. Toe to toe. Kind of. Like she like went after it. Like didn't like. It was a split decision. The rematch is set for next year. And she got bit. (laughs) (laughs) Like you do. And we had to call her parents. Maybe I've shared this story before because her parents were like, oh yeah, we're not surprised or something like that. So her and I reenacted the scene for the Instagrammies. I was the rat, and so I put on the snout and... Bitter. Yeah, it was like in slow motion. I was like, ah. (laughs) And like she put her hand here, and I like bit it. It was... We did not... We didn't win, I don't think, but that was the weirdest thing I've ever ordered was the rat snout. Well, put in the comment section below, what is the most random or strangest thing you ever had to purchase? I was about to say, okay, what about you? uh, Nothing. Little Caesars pizza, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Put it in the comment section below. We'd love to see what some of the guys... A waxing kit also. Oh, I remember that. We did announcements, but while the person was giving announcements, (laughs) we... Leg hair waxing. Waxed their legs and they had to try to continue to talk. That's awful. Uh, this Friday, we're having a lock in, be here at seven o'clock. Um, yeah, it was these guys. It was those waxing strips, and they would just put it on and like <laughs> really push it on there. That oh, sounds like ministry. torture. Yeah, that was weird. And I bought a fish, a whole fish once, but maybe they thought I was making dinner. I was playing a game with it. <laughs> Yeah, that one they wouldn't think was that weird. It's once they found out what you were doing with it, yeah. playing ultimate football, but with a fish. Yes, I called it ultimate sushi ball. Well, that was a fail. It All right. Fail. This is a community comment of the day. This comes from Vano8515 or 8515, however you want to say it, or 8515. Right. It says, <laughs> ministry coach is the best. The best podcast for youth leaders around. Our future leaders deserve a great program, and these two are awesome. Listen you won't be disappointed (gasps) thank you vano so we hope that you weren't disappointed with this episode (laughs) thank you for that review we really appreciate it thank you you guys you need to take it up with vano (laughs) because i never said you wouldn't be disappointed he said it. that's an expectation (laughs) that they put on there it wasn't us (laughs) 
So anyways, thank you for that. We thank you guys for watching and listening and, and we we'll will see, see you next, next time. time. Today we're talking about five tips for you to create. Nope. Today we're talking about five tips for creating a youth ministry that you'll love to lead. Love. Love to lead. Because <laughs> I think I'm doing a five and a U and I don't know when to change from five to U.